Hello, and welcome to What the Dev. I'm your host, Christina Cardoza, and joining us, we have Dave West, the CEO of Scrum.org. Hey, Dave, how are you doing today? Hello. Hello, Christina. I'm good. I'm actually very good. The sun is shining, and I'm uh, appropriately caffeinated, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so I'd like to talk about product ownership and the role product owners have in a world where organizations are making the shift from a project oriented mindset to a product oriented mindset. But first, Dave, if you could tell me a little bit about what's been going on in the Scrum world and if you guys have been seeing more of a shift to product as well. Yeah, actually, it's funny. So what is happening, obviously, at the moment, COVID-19 is top of everybody's agenda. And and so before that, there was definitely a shift across the Scrum community around adopting Scrum outside of the context of software. It was becoming this idea of product was being sort of embraced by the business in terms of value streams, in terms of really tangible value to customers, to the, to the business itself. So we were seeing in the Scrum community uh, a large amount of people that weren't normally talking about Scrum suddenly talking about Scrum. We were looking at cross-functional teams that were inclusive of devs, but also of business people, maybe marketeers, maybe, you know, if you're an insurance, actuaries and, and other such type roles. So we were seeing a lot of that prior to COVID-19. Now, interestingly, we're seeing a lot of discussions around remote working and distributed teams. No surprise there. But this product mindset, was definitely something we were seeing a lot of. And this sort of change of real, fully defined products. So not just applications, you know, you can obviously build a cross-functional team around applications and in the development world, we've been doing that for quite some time. But when we were talking about the application, we were talking about product in a much broader sense. So not just the application, but also the sales, the marketing, the channel, the this, the that, and building these cross-functional teams or teams of teams focused on the holistic view of product. And that meant a lot more people were talking about Scrum, working at incrementally changing the product, having a product backlog. And of course, the thing that you want to talk about today, Christina, which is the product owner. Who is it? You know, what's the role? How does it fit in with a larger organization? All those questions were definitely part of the uh, this transition. Great. Well, you know, that brings up my next question. What who is the, the product owner on a modern software development team or, you know, what is the role of product owner in Scrum? So it's interesting. Um, you can always spot the product owner. They're the person that looks the most stressed usually in a, in a team. The, the product owner, uh, Scrum has a very simple definition. It's the maximizer of value or the person that defies, structures the product backlog in a way that maximizes value to the, to the team, to the organization and, and to ultimately the customers. The product owner is that, that, that one role in Scrum that really defines what the dev team actually focuses on. Not how they do it, the team still is self-organizing, but in terms of the outcomes that they seek. So in practical terms, it means ordering the, the product backlog. It means defining uh, with the team the sprint goal. It means helping the team understand what the product backlog items mean or what the, the things that they're trying to achieve from a business and outcome centric perspective. Um, that, that's what it means in practical terms. And 
it, it's interesting. It's a role. So the job title can vary. So Scrum doesn't prescribe job titles, even though I know Scrum Master and Product Owner have become, you know, job titles that you see on LinkedIn and on Monster and all those um, all those sites. But ultimately, the, their role definitions. So the job title could be Product Manager, could be um, could be business SME, could be, you know, head of claims. I don't know, just use that insurance analogy. Whatever that, whatever the job right job title is for the organization, the context. It what we care about in Scrum is really that role definition, the what responsibilities and accountabilities are necessary to deliver frequently, to work in an agile way, to be empirical, to allow self-organization and to improve. Great. So, you know, um, what typically is the dynamic between the, the product owner and the development team? Is Are they, you know, do they trust them? Does it work smoothly or are there, you know, hiccups and challenges between them? It's funny. So when, when, when Scrum was created 25 years ago in October, or it was first written up, obviously it was being used before then, but it was, the original definition was agile product manager, which is interesting. And um, the dynamic is interesting because the re reason why this role was described and the reason why it morphed into the uh, product owner was because ultimately there was lots of people telling the dev teams what to do on, on most of these projects. And what we found over and over again, or what Ken and, and, and Jeff found over and over again was that didn't really help you actually deliver anything. It sort of got in the way. No surprise, right? When you're being asked to do all these different conflicting things, you end up not really doing anything particularly well. And if you're working in an empirical fashion, you need to get delivery of stuff to get feedback so you can learn. Instead of arguing about specs for hours and hours, you need to get stuff done, prove what you know and what you don't know, and then feed that back into the planning process. So the product owner, so the product manager as was then, and now product owner, really is the embodiment of this. Now you can imagine, Christina, that creates a certain amount of tension. You can imagine that the, you know, that the the dev team hate the product the product owner because because they're the people that keep saying no i think we should focus on this and you know and i'm a developer and i really want to deal with this technical debt or i really want to you know engineer a fantastic solution and you know i know the most and then you've got the stakeholders saying um oh well uh, we want this we want this and we can't decide which one's more important so can't we have both and then you have you know uh, the the ultimate end customer you know saying well come on you've been going forever why have you not delivered anything so the product owner is a particularly hard role the most successful product owners are the ones that can navigate these situations can provide an inspiring vision to the dev team and I think that's a, a super important um, responsibility that's kind of in the Scrum Guide, it's only mentioned in passing, but to be able to inspire is such an important thing because the, that means the dev team ultimately build a level of trust in you or certainly a level of um, appreciation for you. And then that enables just you to create a relationship. That trust relationship is crucial because every sprint and certainly at every sprint review, you're usually uncovering things that kind of 
you don't want to uncover things that you misunderstood as the product owner and you were like oh i really that isn't actually the most valuable we should have done this or things that the dev team made mistakes on because they didn't understand uh what the what the your intent was things that the stakeholders hate so you need that sort of trust in a relationship and i find that the the most successful way of getting that trust in relationship is having an inspiring understanding of the vision of where you're trying to get to and and then being able to communicate it effectively and then being present and being humble with the team in some ways accepting feedback listening and then you build a, a great dynamic else you're just sort of everybody hates you and you just spend your whole life looking frazzled so do you have any um you know examples of how product owners were able to inspire the you know the development team and how they successfully cultivated that trust i think that probably the most yeah i actually funny you should ask that christina because so one thing that, that so some people think incorrectly in my opinion uh, well, that, that the product owner is the only person that knows the customer that is the gatekeeper for customer that's the exact opposite a good product owner product owners actually manage they might manage the ultimate relationship with a customer meaning the sort of like the account as it were but they get the dev teams or team to work frequently with the customer they also work with the dev team to help the dev team understand the customer so for instance they work with the team to get a persona on the on the wall uh, you know we see often in in scrum teams really good you know backlogs on the wall or now the virtual wall obviously <laughs> um, we see you know great backlogs we see burn downs velocities we see all that sort of stuff defects popping up and all, all the like but rarely do we see persona mission vision outcomes so the, probably one of the most effective ways of getting a product owner to engage with the team is to work with them building those personas making them very super transparent and then every single sprint review every single sprint planning session almost every daily you the context that you talk in is the context of the customer and the outcomes that you seek that builds this tight relationship the other important thing which isn't just true of the product owner but in general is that don't hoard information you know the industrial paradigm dare i say the pre-agile paradigm was very much that you were successful because you knew stuff that other people didn't know, right? You sort of hold this, oh, you gotta to talk to Bob. Oh, Bob's super important because he knows the claims process. Bob, Bob, Bob. As a product owner, some would argue that you're in that position because of that unique knowledge, right? You're not knowledge of the customer, knowledge of the stakeholders, credibility with everybody. But ultimately, that isn't a position that requires you to hoard the information. You should be sharing it frequently and trying to build that knowledge into the team so they're more robust and more agile so try to step away from you being the bottleneck every time you discover that you're a bottleneck try to think how can i fix that so i'm not a bottleneck in the future how can i empower the dev team to actually effectively take ownership of the customer. Even if I'm responsible for deciding what ultimate value, I'm not responsible for every little detail that's, that's around this. We need to build up a good understanding of the outcomes that we seek and the customers that we serve. So if you can do that, I think you get in a really strong position and everybody's learning, everybody's you know, believing in it. And yes, you're leading it as a product owner, but ultimately everybody's part of this journey.
So, you know, in addition to trying to get the development team to take you seriously and listen to you, what other challenges or, you know, concerns does the product owner have to face? I, th I think it's all about value, Christina. I think it's really hard. Value is such a pain. I spend my life I'm at scrum.org, even though I have you know, a product owners that, that report to me, I spend my entire time talking to them about what is value? How do we measure value? And you know, it's funny, we, the Lean UX community and you know, sort of Agile UX, those guys, um, Jeff and Josh and, and, and the work that they've been doing, what's interesting is that's all about trying to expose your, your assumptions and your understand, your assumptions around value earlier and get that sort of feedback loop going. I think that value is 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 really hard, and you know everybody's got different opinions of what is the most important. How you how you measure it? Often you don't have access to measure it because of you know privacy or or actually control points and risk stuff that that traditional organisations put in place. So as a product owner, it's often the hardest thing to answer and then the hardest thing to communicate to the dev teams and the stakeholders in a consistent way that brings everybody together. Um, I, I think that is really super, super hard. And um, I'm not very good at it either some days. I'm like, yeah, I just kind of know that we should do this. <laughs> and then people go, oh, how can you prove it? And I go, I can't, but, but I think it is. <laughs> Anybody got anything better? <laughs> because it is so hard, right? I mean, you know, if you're going to deliver this feature set or this feature set, or you're going to do this and this, or yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> Definitely. So, you know, when we're talking about the development team, we're talking about, you know, this new product mindset. I feel like the product owner isn't talked about too often or they're, off, they're overlooked. So is this something that every, you know, business should have or is this something that every team does even have it doesn't have to be i mean i think every product should have somebody that is accountable for the value that product is delivering and the managing the changes from a value perspective to that product whether their job title is product owner product manager chief you know mucky muck um, King, that might be a nice title. It used to be very popular until 1776 and all that. Um, the, um, you know, whatever the, whatever that title is, I don't really care. But what, what, what does strike me in many organizations, they navigate to a product model is that they fundamentally have problems because they don't have ownership. They have nobody's everybody's responsible but nobody's accountable you know decision making is a, a okay let's go get on a conference call and decide and you end up in this sort of situation where everybody's there but, but Bob's not there and you're like well can we decide oh we'll have to wait for Bob so things are much slower and confused and um, compromise isn't necessarily the the which is what often happens isn't necessarily the, in the best interests i know people use examples of the best product owners as jobs and uh, obviously people like you know steve jobs is uh, elon musk these kind of characters and and though i i don't know whether they're the best product owner sort of personas the one trait that they they emphasize is the ability to make decisions and the ability to drive things through without that person and it is one person making those decisions, being ultimately accountable for those outcomes. 
you are always going to be in a bit of a well should we do this should we do that let's and you end up compromising which ends up reducing value and diluting value you know it's also not in, uh, uh, the efficiency element you know the more people you have involved in making a decision less efficient it is the reason why the US you know um, gov the, the founding fathers created this very complicated way of governing was because they didn't want speed they wanted compromise they wanted the exact opposite of what you need in a product democracy is the last way you should manage a product in my opinion now you know since we are all working remotely now and we're probably going to see a lot more remote work going forward how can the product owner still stay in the loop and cultivate that trust and you know collaborate with the development team so it, it, that's a really interesting question in the remote in the, the reality is that product owners now are and teams are distributed and that, that was the case anyway in in in, in lots of um uh, situations the um it just makes it harder right it just makes it hard because you have to you know stay connected to the team you have to stay connected to your stakeholders you have to stay connected you have to over communicate all of those things become you know even harder for a, for a product owner and uh, and because the role is by its very nature a catalyst you know that 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 makes it even harder because you have so many different groups you're not just caring about the dev team you're caring about the customers the stakeholders did it makes it harder so how do you do it some practical things you know i, I attend the dailies um be an active participant in 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 sprint planning and sprint review you know obviously you're meant to be the person driving the sprint review you're meant to be the people inviting stakeholders use refinement i think refinement becomes even more important getting people together and talking about what you're going to do next over communicate make things extra transparent use things like mural and technology like this make sure you've got your trello board and it's up to date make sure you're annotating make sure you've your slack groups are all connected you have to be extra disciplined because you you don't have those informal kind of conversations the ability to quickly whiteboard something you know when you're on the way to the to the bathroom or to the cafeteria or or canteen or whatever we call it in america i forget um you don't have those things so instead you have to force them so uh, those things are, are super important. Also, be a bit mindful of formal techniques around collaboration, like um, facilitation techniques, like liberating structures. Use those techniques to help you better build consensus and connect. Even though it isn't a democracy, it's sometimes nice to get other people connected to your vision. And to do that requires participation and that, often in a remote setting is much easier with a little bit of structure, which things like liberating structures provide. Um, I think there's a sort of tips, but discipline is the theme, being a lot more disciplined, a lot more thoughtful, a lot more mindful, and it's hard. I'm doing this at the moment as we all are, and I spend a lot of time checking in with people, making sure that they heard what I heard on a meeting, Ugh, which is very frustrating, and requires large <laughs> amounts of caffeine. <laughs> Well, I think that's all the time we're going to have for today, Dave. But before we go, is there anything happening at scrum.org or anything upcoming you wanted to, you know, quickly let our listeners know about? 
No, not not particularly. We're surviving. Uh, obviously, <laughs> virtual classes now. Actually, really interesting, Christina, about the big. So obviously, Scrum.org used to be in-person only training. You know, our community. We realise that's not going to be possible at the moment, and maybe it should never have been the only way we delivered it. But so over the last uh, six to eight weeks, we've clearly um, spent a great deal of time and effort working with the community, 330 trainers, building out a very inclusive, very, in, um, dare, I, dare I say, engaging relationship with the learner during this process and using things like Mural, using things like liberating structures, using things like Zoom breakout rooms, using things, you know, that sort of technology to get everybody together, uh, Trello boards and the like. And it's, it's really been a super, um, I've learned a lot about how effective people can be in a distributed way, both learning about Scrum, but also using Scrum. And, and, I, and I don't think it should turn anybody off on their learning journey or their use of Scrum. Um, I think distributed world is just as ripe for Scrum. In fact, even more so because of the structure and the discipline. Uh, so I guess that's my only sort of leaving words. Hopefully that made sense. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, great. Thank you again so much for joining us today. Um, again, that was Dave West, the CEO of Scrum.org. And until next time, you've been listening to What the Devs.